0: Welcome to the B'rith International Podcast. I'm CEO Dan Mary Ash, and thank you for tuning in today. The 2019 film Sfarad explores the fascinating history of Oporto, the Jewish community in northern Portugal. Here to discuss the film and its impact is Dara Jeffries, a longtime member of the Jewish community of Oporto, where she lived for most of her life until relocating with her family to Miami. She's a representative and spokesperson for the Oporto community in the United States. Dara, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Well, before we talk about the the movie, uh, I think we should uh, perhaps uh, set out some markers uh, in terms of Portuguese Jewry and the history of the Jews of Portugal. And maybe in in a few minutes, you might be able to um, tell that story, bring us current, and uh, then we can talk about the movie.
1: Okay. Um, I'm not a scholar, but I do have a little bit of knowledge about it, just from my own experience and having lived there. I mean, Jews, uh, you know, were on the Iberian Peninsula for thousands of years. Um, So I'm not going to go back all that way. But um, at least to put it in context for the for the movie, I think it's important to have a little bit of understanding of the background and and what what was going on in Portugal. So so Jews in Portugal actually thrived, and there was a very large community in, in, in the Middle Ages up through until the Inquisition, and and so and they lived very peaceably with their neighbors, and they were very, very well regarded. And, um, and then there was edicts of expulsion in the, in the 15th century, at the end of the 15th century, and that basically decimated the Jewish community. So Jews had you know, a couple of options. They could either leave, and sometimes that wasn't so easy because it was, you know, you had to have contacts, you had to have money, um, you had to have ships. I mean, it wasn't such an easy thing to do. Um, or they could convert and become new Christians and intermarry and so on, and many did do that, in fact. Or they could pretend to convert and, you know, carry on Judaism secretly, and many did that too. So you had these three different things that happened. But what that did was it basically, uh, you know, eradicated the practice of Judaism openly in Portugal for many, many years. And it's important to note that the 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 Inquisition in Portugal was only formally, uh, you know, terminated at the end of the 19th century. So that really went on for a very long time. Um, and you also had fascism in Portugal and sort of Nazi sympathizers and this sort of thing. So, so the Jewish communities, at least in the north, um, Lisbon was a little bit larger, but even so, it was never very large, but it was a little bit more established um, at the beginning of, I would say, the 20th century. But in Porto, it was really very, very few people. So after probably World War I, and certainly after World War II, um, there were some Jewish merchants and others that settled in Oporto, uh, mostly Ashkenazi, um, and again, not very many. And they are the ones that really were the origins of reviving the the, the Porto community that hadn't been around for, for many, many years. Um, and they are the ones that founded the, the Porto Jewish community, uh, led by Captain Baruch Bashto but he was part of this group that, that set it up. So you have you know, centuries with hardly anything, then at the start of the 20th century, you start to have, you know, a little bit of a community. And that went on for a really long time where you had a, a pretty stable community from the early 20th century, but very small, you know, really very, very, very small. People would come and go, and and there was not such a large uh, community. And um, that changed uh, in the last, uh, I would say, 10 years. Um, because of a lot of things going on i think because on the one hand portugal has become a very popular attract you know attractive destination for people not only to visit but to settle for lots of reasons it's safe you know there's not much anti-semitism um and it's just become a real hot spot so i think it's attracted a lot of attention there's also as you mentioned earlier the you know um the the question of 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 why um you know jews there's this new nationality law that that allowed um that allows descendants of sephardic Jews that were expelled during the inquisition to regain portuguese nationality and that's attracted some attention as well so for i think for all these reasons the the community has grown and today it numbers i would say you know well over 400 you know from so many different um countries maybe i don't know exactly but maybe 30 different nationalities i would say and and that's it in a snapshot <laughs>
0: Well, the, uh, the movie, which is a, um, a theatrical uh, release, it's a full-length motion picture, uh, was actually screened uh, at a, um, an international leadership meeting of Bene B'rith, which we held in Lisbon uh, some months ago. And um, i curious, really, about the, the genesis for the idea of the film. And all these years pass, um, many of us... In, in the Jewish world uh, know about the expulsion from Portugal um, and some have heard about conversos and about those who went underground and this is much of the movie is, is about that and practice as Jews but really a lot of the details uh, are, are missing and now comes this motion picture so how, how did this idea get started?
1: well actually it was it was my husband's idea he he was a former president of the community and he and i have always been very involved with the community and he himself is a very artistic person and involved in in, in music and media and so on so it came, it was kind of a natural concept for him that, that there was a story to tell and the best way to tell it is is with a feature movie um, and so he we proposed it to the board um, and the board liked the idea because it was part of their mission anyway. I mean, it integrated into a lot of things that were going on in the community in terms of of their mission, you know, which is to foster cultural and educational awareness of Jewish history and culture through educational programs. I mean, I, I can talk about that in a little bit, but there's a lot of different things that the community is doing in terms of outreach, and this seemed to fit in very well with that, with that idea.
0: Why was the... It's interesting because, you know, today, uh, documentaries seem to be um, the, the, the favored way of, of telling these stories, but you decided to go in a different direction with, with a theatrical movie which tells the story. What was the, the thinking behind going towards that as opposed to the documentary form?
1: Well, actually, again, that that was my husband's idea because he just thought it would be just so much more appealing as it's just so much more interesting than to watch a documentary. It just seemed more entertaining, really. I mean, it's just much more entertaining. And the best way to to, uh, you know, uh, tell a story uh, and, to, and to educate is if it's entertaining and interesting. So it seemed like a better way to tell the story. Um, but that's that was it. I mean, there's no particular, you know. Thinking behind it, other than it was a better way to tell
0: a story. So the story um, be- the story thing. begins with the king and uh, the the expulsion order. Uh, fill us in on the on the details about how this goes from that to become kind of a personal story, um, which um, uh, transcends these these four hundred years of history.
1: Um, well, I, I should I should explain that because precisely because this, this movie jumps, right? It only tells a little bit of the, of the Inquisition and then, and then it jumps to modern day. The, the, this movie is actually going to be, and is part of a, a, of a group. It's actually going to be four movies, um, because, uh, you know, we're filling in the gaps about the Inquisition and, and modernity. Um, and so it's not just this movie. So this movie is like one in a series to, to kind of tell the whole story because, there, there is this big gap from the time of the Inquisition to modernity, so that needs to be filled in, and that's going to be a part of this series of movies as well. Um, in terms of why it's a personal story, it, it, it's personal in the sense that it tells us the story from the perspective of Porto, of Porto, right, um, as opposed to all of Portugal or all of Iberia, because that's, that's where we're from, and that's what we knew, um, and we think that Porto is a very unique uh, place. Um, and... In Porto, we've we've done a lot of work with the local um, Catholic community and the Muslim community as well, the Islamic community. So it's always had a very unique uh, dynamic with 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 other religions and is a very ecumenical community. Um, and so it it's really our story because it's it's from the perspective of Porto, but also because there was an interesting story to tell about how this synagogue came to be built. I mean, it was a very unusual situation and really quite impressive and and heroic that captain Barj basto managed to garner the funds and build a synagogue that was inaugurated in 1938 which as we know it was the start just at the you know the start of world war 2 and under a fascist regime so that is really quite an achievement to have done that at that time and he had a vision that he would go and find all these these descendants of 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 the of the hidden jews and that they would want to come back and become you know, you know part of of of, of, of uh, mainstream judaism but that didn't happen for a lot of reasons and some of which are told in the movie but he built this enormous synagogue because he thought that that's what would happen that he would be able to fill it uh, so it's really a very large space um and it's it, it didn't pan out exactly as he planned.
0: <laughs> How has the uh, film been received in Portugal itself?
1: Uh, it's it's been well received. It's not it had theatrical release. It's it's kept more to to cultural and historical sort of you know museums and and that sort of thing and conferences and anything linked to. It. So it's been in lots of different cities. It's been in Bragança. It's been in Lisbon. Uh, it's been um, in Porto, obviously but generally within within a, a, you know, not not a theatrical release. It's been more in the historic and sort of cultural environments. And there it has been very well received. It's had very good press.
0: You know, well, the timing seems as good. You've you mentioned already the uh, granting of passports uh, to Jews who can establish their Portuguese roots. But there's also more going on in Portugal. And when we were there, as I said several months ago, We noticed uh, the the marking of of Jewish sites um, and uh, kind of the promotion of of a a Jewish uh, heritage trail, uh, for lack of of another term, um, and uh, kind of a revival of interest uh, on the part of um, of the of the the tourism authorities, for example, in um, in Portuguese Jewish history. Where do you see that going?
1: Well, that has already, uh, to be fair, that's been going on for a few years. The, they, they have had, for, for many years, a, a uh, the Tourism Board established a, a Jewish history, you know, route. They would call it ratash, this route, where they would, you know, literally establish um, for visitors a route they could take. But it's certainly grown tremendously, and there is an enormous amount of interest, I think, because it's so prevalent. I mean, there really is an awful lot of Jewish history and culture and sites, as you mentioned. People are finding you know, remnants and Jewish stars of David, you know, carved into stone walls and things like that all over. So I think, I think people have gotten quite excited about it. And because it really isn't, it really isn't a very anti-Semitic country, it's, 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 they're quite proud of their Jewish heritage. So I think that's why it's, it's been a focus. And also I think they realize it's, it's something that is, is a very interesting for tourist purposes and travel. I mean, people find it a very interesting thing to, 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 to come to Portugal to view.
0: Well, I certainly can attest to, to that. I mean, they took our group, for example, to uh, Castel David uh, in the eastern part of the country on the Spanish border uh, to see the, the former synagogue there. Uh, but also the, the bridge, the stone bridge over which uh, tens of thousands of uh, Spanish Jews were said to have... Um, Uh, traversed uh, after the expulsion in 1492 and then going into Portugal. Of course, they didn't stay very long, at least many of them because of the expulsion order, but uh, there certainly seems uh, to be a a lot to see and a lot to to delve into. Uh, To go back to the film for just a moment, now the film is being shown abroad. What is the intended audience? I
1: think I mean, there wasn't a specific intended audience. It's anybody that's interested in history and culture and, and Jewish and things, Jewish in general. Uh, it's interesting too, because I, I've, you know, people that aren't Jewish and, I'm you know, friends of mine that aren't Jewish and that have seen it have liked it a lot because it is such a different story. A lot of people don't know this part of history or this part of Portugal. So I think for anybody that's interested in in such matters, it's it it tells a very interesting story. Um, So I don't think there's a specific audience, but probably more tailored to people that would be interested in this, you know, in things that are of a historical nature.
0: Right. And there are um, plans afoot, you said, for four films. What will the next one be?
1: So when I say four, so there's there's. There's already Sepharad, and there's also another one called, which already has been made and is already available publicly as well. Which is called, which is actually a short movie. It's only six minutes long, and it's called The Nuns' Kaddish. And that has actually done incredibly well and received, you know, dozens of prizes in festivals, and a particular mention by the Pope. The Pope has seen it and liked it very, very much. And the, that particular movie is really important because what it does is it really sheds a very positive light. On the relationship between Jews and and Catholics, and it's a very inspiring, warm um, little vignette, and that's kind of what we're trying to do: is to just make you know bridge gaps, bridge cultural divides. So the, that's that's what that story does. And then the other two are in the making, and they are, as I was saying earlier, to bridge the gap in history, to tell more of the of the um, you know the addressing the, the, the Inquisition and then, and then modernity.
0: And uh, the, the focus is, is, of course, on, on Oporto, uh, but um, one can, I'm assuming here, that one can draw out uh, lessons for what happened elsewhere in Portugal during this period. Would that be correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we told the story because we had, you know, the historical documents and archives that we owned so we could we could tell the story accurately, um, because that's the thing. It was very important to tell the story accurately and to make sure that things were, were correct and precise. But that is that is a, an interesting picture of what would have been happening in, in Portugal throughout. Absolutely.
0: And so coming up will be the story of, of Portugal during World War Two. Correct. Or, or...
1: No, 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 not really. More more the Inquisition. It'll be the, the period during the Inquisition and, but the... Then, and then tying it all together.
0: But the period during World War II itself was interesting, given uh, the nature of the, the government in Portugal and the fact that Portugal was a um, kind of an entrepot, a transit point uh, for um, any manner of refugees, including many Jews, uh, escaping the Nazis. So where will that, that story be told?
1: I'm, I, I can't say, honestly, I don't know that that is a focus right now of a specific movie. I, I, it already is told in Sepharad, so I don't think it will be addressed again, because that is part of what is what is addressed in Sepharad, that, this, that, the, that the synagogue was used as a place of refuge for refugees coming from, from Nazi-occupied Nazi, you know, um, countries. And I should tell you that the, the captain and, and, and the and the people that were there at the time were kept incredibly good detailed records of the of the people that came. And we actually digitized all those records and sent it to the Holocaust Museum um, because in, in, in the, here in, in in the States because it's it's so interesting because they would say, you know, what their names were, where they were coming, where they were going, what they did, you know, what their profession was, just, just small details on little like little cards. Um, and that's very, very interesting. And most people, did, when they came, they, they were all planning to go on to, to the States or to Latin America. They they weren't really planning to stay in Portugal, and, and very, very few did. But many did depart from Porto and Lisbon to take ships to America.
0: And where do you see the the, um, the group that put this together, your husband, yourself, and others in the community, where do you see this going in terms of some kind of a permanent uh, project or enterprise um, relating to Portuguese Jewish history and to the future of Portuguese Jewry?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of, it's shown, we, we have a museum, and I think, as, as you may know, in fact, the president of, of Benigni, Mr. Charles Kaufman, actually inaugurated at the museum uh, in Porto. Um, and this is also available in many other cultural institutions throughout the world, So the idea is to is to foster cultural and educational awareness of of Jewish history and culture. And this is just one aspect, obviously. But it's it's an interesting story. And, you know, the the aim of our community is to is to do an outreach and education. So that's something we will continue to do through through, you know, through this means or through others. We've also helped publish books. We have, you know, enormous number of educational outreach programs, you know, thousands of, of children and schools and teachers. Come to the community and are, are taught about Jewish history and culture. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very large global project that the, the Porto community has. Um, we work with international philanthropists, uh, with B'nai B'rith itself as well of uh, the ADL, the, the Israeli embassy and government. So it's a big project. And this is one, I would say one element of it.
0: So when tourists come to Oporto, what uh, Jewish tourists or those who are looking into Jewish history, what's, what, what's the first thing they do if they haven't contacted you ahead of time? Where do they, where do they head first? What do they ask for, the synagogue?
1: Yes, it's on the map. It's, it's, the tourist board, has it's, a, it's literally placed as a monument on maps of Oporto. However, uh, I I should caution you that the synagogue is closed to to visitors. It's only for uh, services now. Um, So anybody that wants to attend a service that is Jewish can, you know, during service, when there are services. And there is a museum now that is open, and that is for everybody, anybody can go to the museum.
0: I know that uh, you mentioned our president, uh, Charles Kaufman, Chuck Kaufman, who uh, did spend a few days after our leadership meeting in Lisbon, and and did go to Porto, and and uh, has really, uh, I know, become a big uh, booster, as all of us are here at Bene B'rith, of all the important work uh, that you've done, not only with the movie, uh, but also in terms of of Jewish culture and and uh, telling the story, a story that again, not uh, many people in our own community know and certainly beyond that uh, are not familiar with, um, telling that story and getting into the mainstream of um, the narrative of, of Jewish history. And so we're, we're deeply appreciative for that. And uh, Dara, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope uh, at some point you'll come back and tell us uh, more about uh, uh, some of the uh, the movies that uh, that you'll be making.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. And yes, I'd love to come back and, and I'll give you more information once once it's uh, up and running.
0: Great. Well, thanks everyone for listening to our podcast today. Please visit our website, benebrith.org, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on your smartphone through the podcast app for iPhone or through Google Play for Android. And lastly, tell a friend about us. For my guest, Dara Jeffries, I'm Dan Mary Ashen. We'll talk to you next time on the B'nai B'rith International Podcast.